Welcome back, viewers. This has been a very exciting week for Arcana. As you know, all the cards have been spoiled. It's time to get down to business. So, while everyone's out there making decks, thinking about tier lists, blah, 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 the thing that really gets me interested about Arcana is the pricing. Clearly, at this point, we do not know um, a, everything about the Lorcana pricing. We don't know the distribution of the pack, so we don't know how many of each rarity are going to be uh, in each pack, how many of each rarity we're going to get in each box, etc. There's a couple of assumptions that I want to put together. Number one, we have to assume that all prices will be very high from, the, from Gen Con, which is next week. I'm filming this on uh, July 29th, until September 1st. That includes the August 18th street date for local game stores. The reason is, given the distribution numbers that I've heard and seen uh, for local game stores on the 18th, I, I don't really think there's going to be much um, out there in, in the wild. So in my opinion, anything that happens between Gen Con and August 18th is basically the same exact thing that's going to happen from August 18th until it goes to big box retailers uh, on September 1st. That will be one period of time for the game. Then you basically have, after September 1st, if there's enough product that's put into the into the hands of the big box retailers, in my opinion, it'll go down from there. So from September 1st until basically that sells out, not sells out necessarily at the at the big box retailers, but sells out by the singles dealers on 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 the secondary websites, um, the prices will come down. But then if that runs out, especially on the secondary websites, um, there'll be no way to replace it. In my opinion, from from whatever that is, I don't know how long that'll take. Until we get our second wave of product of Chapter One, there's going to be, you know, after that period, the prices are going to go back up until we hit the second wave, and then everything should, at that point, level off. The higher the box prices, the higher the prices for singles. So here's the current assumptions that I'm working with. This is just based on um, my assumptions and what I've seen in other get what other games based on the the five rarities that are in the game. In my opinion, there's going to be two to three legendaries per box. Uh, the reason why it's not any one individual number is because the fact that you could get a foil legendary is influencing that to have more. Um, but I do think it's anywhere from two to three legendaries per box. We could get more, it could get less. Uh, as a correlator to that, I believe there'll be four to eight super rares per box. Um, and of course, that could change as well. So currently... As we stand right this second, there's only one secondary dealer on TCG Player that actually has pre-orders up, and there's only he actually has quantities that you can actually order um, and pre-sale from him that'll be shipped out on August 18th. And there's one website I found that has pre-orders as well, but all his non-starter cards all say not in stock, so I'm not really sure how much you can take from that because he doesn't anticipate actually being able to get anything necessarily on August 18th. So even though the TCG player one is very, very high, if you look at it, um, some of their prices may be more realistic come August 18th, then you have another deal over here that doesn't actually have anything in stock that seems like dramatically lower than him. So if you want, you can check them out. Um, but I, I, I kind of used what they had there as, as a guide, but in reality, most of these prices are just coming from my own opinions. Um, the other thing I want to point out is like, unlike other games, so remember, you can play four legendaries in this game. So in certain other games that have five rarities, Flesh and Blood comes to mind, for example, and I'm not a huge expert on that game, um, but you can only play one of each legendary. So therefore, the pricing of where a legendary is and, and their, rare, their, their distribution of legendaries is also a little bit different. 
um, than I think it's going to be in Marcana is obviously vastly different. If you only need one of a card, period, not even just per deck, but I mean, you can obviously switch them, um, you know, to play it in more than one deck if it's very expensive. I mean, some people obviously want to only have want to have one of each, more than one of each, but in reality, you only need to own one of that card versus needing to own four of a card um, for a competitive deck in Lorcana, not necessarily every single one of them, but like if you want to play a legendary deck and it's a key part of your deck, you need four of them in your deck. Um, that doesn't exist in other games as it stands currently with five rarities in the game. Even Magic the Gathering, which allows four of every card, as I've said before, the mythic rarity is is lower than uh, where, I, where I'm putting the legendary uh, rarity at in this. The other thing to keep in mind is even though all games have collectors, in my opinion, the the common man collector, so not the player in Lorcana, will be vastly larger um, than it is in other card games. Why should you listen to me? Well, I have a store on TCG Player. Um, I, I have close to 4,000 sales over time. I've sold multiple games uh, over time over the past like four years uh, on TCG Player. Um, I actually set the prices for certain games uh, when it came to TCG Player at various times. So like I, I, I'm very familiar with how to price cards um, and how this works uh, in games that are not Magic, um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, etc. So these secondary games, which I believe Lorcana will start as because of the amount of quantity that's available. The other thing I want to say, like I've said before, is all the prices that I'm going to talk about today are over the next four to five weeks. So this is at, up until the point where your September 1st comes into play. So, you know, I mean, if you want to update their prices on September 2nd or September 3rd, I, I, it usually takes a few days for people to crack open their packs and figure out what they have. But if we assume that the secondary dealers will get product, additional product on September 1st, this will be after that, before that time where they list everything as of September 1st. In my opinion, on September 1st, again, you'll see a lot more secondary dealers come into the marketplace. They'll get, they'll have a lot more product to sell and prices will go down, like I said, until, until that sells out. The, the other thing I, this is an actual fact. In my local area, as I've been doing pre-orders, they are anywhere from 55 to 100% greater than what is MSRP. I've basically been paying in some of the pre-orders I've done essentially like $25 for a starter deck. And I've seen up to $11 essentially for a booster pack as to what they're generally going for. So that's really has a big influence on pricing because that basically inflates the singles prices by the same exact percentages. Again, from now until September 1st, I anticipate that being the markup that you're going to pay in relation to what you're going to pay later. I'm going to go through each one of the rarities, talk about where I think the starting price will be. And then from there, a, a set, uh, just a subset, like this isn't just the ones that will represent a subset that will be above that, that base price. Some of them will be at that base price and some of them will be below that base price. That way you can start to judge where cards fit in. Um, they may fluctuate from there. Um, but these are the ones I see as like the tiers of where these, these, uh, these rarities belong. So you'll see it in each rarity. And I'll start with the common. In my opinion, between now and again, now on September 1st, the starting price assumption for all commons will be 75 cents. The ones that'll be above will be Beast Mirror, Friends on the Other Side, and Fire the Cannons. These are just staples uh, in the decks that they're existing in. Things like Friends are arguably the best card in the game. At is pretty much the ones that like are the basis for the deck. So that, you know, a lot of decks in this situation, Steel and, and, and Sapphire, these will see play as a four of in each of one of these decks. Um, so the fact that they're common should put them right at, at about that price. 
And finally, below are, are, are cards that I just don't see seeing any play in both Timon and work together. Again, there's a ton of commons that are out there. I just want to put them into certain categories so you know what you're going to be paying, etc. One thing to keep in mind for commons, uncommons, and a few rares, um, not really the super rares, is these are also present in the starter decks. So like, for example, the, uh, the Amethyst Amber starter deck has three friends on the other side. The Steel uh, Sapphire starter deck has three Fire of the Cannons, three Captain Hooks, I believe three Hercules, it might be two, and I believe three Detective Mickeys. So I don't think that it's going to have a huge effect on the pricing because I just feel like these cards are going to be whatever popularity they are. Um, if for some reason there is a glut of starter decks that are out there in comparison to, to booster packs, um, you may see the prices on some of these cards go down a little bit just because there's so much supply of them out there. From an uncommon perspective, I believe the starting price assumption should be around $2.50. So the ones that will go above that are Grandma Tala, uh, Beast Hardheaded, and uh, Elsa Snow Queen. Again, I believe Grandma Tala and Beast Hardhead are both in the uh, Sapphire Steel starter deck, but in lower quantities. Elsa, I don't believe, is in either one of the starters. So she will probably stay as probably arguably the hot the highest price on common uh, in the set, even after everything is out there and on the street. The app prices are Eye of the Fates, which is proving to be pretty decent in certain Sapphire decks. Um, Jasper, who's a pretty standard um, Emerald three drop uh, and Dragonfire. Again, keep in mind, there are two Dragonfires in the Emerald Ruby deck. And below the ones I just don't see seeing much play are both Frying Pan and the Beast is Mine. And again, the starting assumption for uncommons is 250. Please leave comments below. I know my prices might seem a little high for where I see the starting prices, assuming, but I want to hear from you as to whether or not you feel like, given the amount of product that will be out there in the wild, the collectors and the players that are both going to want it uh, before September 1st, how you think these prices line up. Um, and if you want to hear more information about um, finance, it's something I, I very much plan to cover uh, on the channel. Just hit that subscribe button. Uh, from rares, now keep in mind there are two rares uh, per pack. And you obviously have a chance of your cold foil being a rare as well. So in my opinion, the starting price assumption is around $5. The ones that will be above are Cusco, who a lot of people seem to be very high on, seems to be testing very well. Be Prepared, which is your board clear, pretty standard in all Ruby decks. Um, and then Grab Your Sword. The one thing I do want to keep point out is there is a Grab Your Sword in the, um, in the Sapphire Steel starter deck. But because most decks are going to want to run four of it, and it is one of the most powerful cards in the set, I still anticipate that it will stay as one of the highest rares. It's just the benefit, basically, of getting that starter deck. Pretty much at rare price are your are your staples um, in the decks that are in. So that's Maleficent, Uninvited, um, Maui, I don't know his subtitle, sorry about that, and the Ursula Shell Necklace. Um, I do think Maui and Ursula Shell Necklace probably need a little bit more testing to make sure they stay in this tier. But in general, I find them to be very good cards um, and very key to the decks that they're in. So I would anticipate them being right around this price. Finally, below, um, it's definitely, if it's not Baroque and Poison Apple, I don't see these cards seeing any play um, as it stands right now. Um, I don't really ever see if it's not broke ever seeing play and poison apple may see play if like side decks become a thing but in general i don't think that these cards are very good uh super rares so this is where we start to get into like how many of these are you going to find in a box and when i say a box 
I want to point out that I mean 24 packs because there's something I really want you to think about. Come August 18th, the chance of you finding sealed, or I've already even heard of some dealers unsealing booster boxes outside of Gen Con, where they've announced that you're allowed to buy a, a booster box, at least one per person. The chance of you finding sealed booster boxes are extremely, extremely low. Um, which technically means that the distribution of a per box thing gets a little messed up. Um, but what I would do, given the pricing, is like I'd buy the tomes, I'd buy the gift sets, I'd buy loose packs, whatever, whatever a pre-seller or on-site seller is going to allow you to buy. But if you think about it, like a tome has eight packs in it. So if you buy, if you're somehow able to find three tomes, you're going to get the equivalent of a booster box, but it's not all going to be packaged the same. So I'm looking at this from an every 24 pack perspective, but just keep in mind that technically like you could get a little better luck or a little worse luck because there will, it's not technically a sealed box. So my price assumption for the super rares, again, assuming four to eight per box or 24 packs is $20. Now, what I will say is I do believe that there will be a lot of fluctuation in that pricing. And I do believe that these three cards specifically will be well above $20. And when I say well above, I don't mean like, you know, $60 or something like that. Like, but it could go for up to double uh, that 20 to start with. That's Tinkerbell, who's arguably the best card in the game. Ariel, who's very, very good singer uh, and a whole new world who people think I've seen some people say it's arguably the best um, song slash action in the game, if not card. I've seen some people um, that I trust on Twitter saying it's very good for them. I haven't had uh, a ton of time to test with it, but I, I can believe them. And I know its popularity will be up there. Right at that price, again, keep in mind, I think there's three super rares per ink color, so that's 18 total. Um, Genie on the job um, still remains very powerful, but um, there's actually some Emerald decks that don't even go above five, so he might not make it. Um, Hans, the Steel Hans, uh, seems to be pretty staple in Steel decks. He's just a solid four drop. Um, and the queen who allows you to draw cards has been, has also tested very well. Super rares below. These have not tested for me well at all are both the Ruby Taka, who I don't see any use for. I don't know why you would need a six cost uninkable, uh, reckless character. Therefore it has no lore. I, I see no use for this card at all. It's not really taking out anything. I think other than like Ursula one-on-one, -on -one, I don't see the point of this card. Um, and Marshmallow, as I assume when the card was released, just isn't seeing enough play isn't powerful enough, and his ability is now basically copied by the seven-cost Dr. Facilier, so I don't really see the point of the card at all. Now, before I get us to the next slide, I know this is why you're all here. I know, I'm well aware this is why you're all here. You just want to know how much am I going to have to pay in that first five weeks for the Legendaries? Well, I'm here to tell you. So, without further ado, Let's look at the legendaries. So keep in mind, there are two of these, 12 of these, I'm sorry, two per ink color. That is a lot. It's more than I expected. Uh, if you watch my demand video uh, or yeah, my supply video, I'm sorry, back in the day um, in Arcana Finance 501, the first part, which I consider this to be the second part, uh, you remember I said there were, I thought there were either going to be seven or 12 legendaries. Um, now that we know that there's 12, obviously that's more than seven. So the prices are a little bit higher. So my opinion that the price for any legendary over the next five weeks starts at $125. Um, that might seem high, but based on the fact that you need four of them, 
and the fact that there's so many collectors looking for them and the fact of the cards of who they are, let's take a look. So the ones that are clearly going to be above and are testing the best are Belle, no doubt about it. She's the centerpiece of, the, of, of uh, Sapphire decks. Rapunzel, who has become a centerpiece of Amber decks. Um, and the Elsa Spirit of Winter, who has been the centerpiece of Amethyst decks. You can expect that these three cards, Princesses, Collectors, everything, these are going to be your highest priced cards in the game, even post when all the cards are available. I expect these to be very high priced cards. And in foil, I, I can't even fathom how much they're going to go for over the next five weeks. The ones that are at price, these are very solid cards within their within their ink colors. Um, is John Silver the the seven cost Hades who has Let It Go built into him? And Taka, these have all tested very well and should be staples within their ink colors. And finally, the ones that are below are pretty obvious. Uh, Gantu, I've never seen him play ever. I can't imagine ever playing him. Um, and Ursula, who unfortunately she's just uninkable. Three lore is nice. Take a lore away from your opponent and draw a card, but she's just not powerful enough. So where does that leave us? So again, I, I just want to recap. Keep in mind, over the next five weeks, you're going to pay a premium for all of these cards. Um, I do anticipate that the legendaries are going to go for a decent amount of value. Um, if you want, but again, as a player, um, I recommend, I highly recommend, you know, waiting until September 1st to see what you get your hands on. If you're going to Gen Con, obviously take advantage of what you buy there. This is what you could expect to pay, in my opinion, over the next five weeks. As prices fluctuate, I'll, I'll run this series again. Um, the prices may be below, maybe above. We'll see where we go from there. Um, but definitely expect another one of these uh, recaps definitely as we get closer to September 1st, where I see the prices that have gone over the last five weeks. Um, I anticipate there being a decent amount of supply out there after Gen Con. Then it'll go to zero. Then August 18th will come. Your secondary dealers will have a little bit more from there, but that'll sell out relatively quickly especially with pre-sales going on. And then it'll be August 18th to December 1st. And then hopefully you'll see a restock on September 1st until that runs out and we'll go from there. So again, let me know what you think in the comments. Um, and I appreciate your time. Have a good one. See ya.